Ooh-la-la. <laughs> Let's go. Good morning. It's another Tyree Talk Tuesday. I'm excited. We're here live at Premier Barber Institute. Thank you guys for joining. As always, don't forget to hit the share button. Let folks know that we are going live this morning. David G. Ron, I see Ricky Rakan. You Tyreekans in here. Tamala 62 Gmail. Win it. One. What's happening? Uh Carnes, what's happening? Clipper Detroit. Mod RJ the Barber. a um, few others join. Who else? Oh, I'm excited. Today's gonna be a good day. A few announcements today. Buenos dias, your cuts, Cal Creations, Concise the Barber. Thanks for joining the um, live the other night and the um, Clubhouse yesterday, that was awesome. Beautiful Loser, Frank 1987s, Zay, Ari Christina, uh, Mendoza, Rosanna, what's happening, JD Barber, uh, the Barber Lounge. I'm excited, guys. Listen, uh, today's live, what you choose effing matters, right? So I'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but howdy, been on that, I see you. Thank you guys for joining. I have a few announcements that I want to make this morning before I go into my live. And so the first one I'm going to share with you is, oh man, so much going on. I will be in Greenville, North Carolina, March 12th through the 13th for the OG Barber Conference. Excited about that. I'm the keynote speaker. I will be speaking to other professionals in our industry. It will be a, an announcement uh, or actually a, an event to exhort the people that are in the room. So it's an award ceremony. There's a lot happening. Uh, to two-day events, some education as well on both days. So I'm really excited about that. Also in March the 19th, I will be in Cleveland, Ohio at the Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo. I will be helping out with the educational portion of it. Also for the beauty side of it the next day. Really excited about that. It's been a great event for the last several years. I've done it several times, took a year off and then came back. But I will tell you that um, there's a lot of talent in Cleveland um, uh, since LeBron left, the only thing they have, I think, is the barber and beauty industry in Cleveland. Just kidding, guys. But I will tell you that uh, it's a great, great event. So the hosting has always been awesome. I've always been treated really, really good while in Cleveland. So if you're interested, you're going to be in that area. The, the 19th of March, Cleveland Beauty and Barber Expo is going down. And then another announcement that I have, as I've been posting in my stories, that we have received over 13 awards for our docu-series. And we have Mario here today. So Mario from Barber View TV, he's gonna make a few announcements real quick, a little bit about what has happened with this uh, docu-series that he decided to do with Barber View TV. And so if you haven't seen it, please, please go and check out New School. It is an amazing, amazing docu-series on Barber School here at Premier Barber Institute. So, Mar, if you want to go ahead and come on up real quick and just share real quick a little bit about the journeys and travels and what you have done. Go ahead. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm a little tired. I didn't shave because it was rest over beauty this morning because I just got off a flight, uh, just went to bed at 3 o'clock and drove down here from Newark. I just wanted to take the time to personally, um, I flew down here just to give Tyreek this right here, it meant a lot to me to physically give this to you. And this is the poster of New School with our, and this is only for 2022, where we have also all of the film festivals that we've placed in, and it's only going to get better. So Tyreek, I just wanted to give this to you awesome. as a, you so as a uh, don't use it as a doorstop, you know what I'm no, saying? No, not like, at all. No, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna have this thing up. So, so these are all the different awards that we received yeah, for, for sure. that. This is awesome. 
And yeah. I see you got the cast in there. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Oh, I really thank you, brother. It. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, so where can they find it? Gotcha. So also all platforms, uh, Barberview TV, B-A-R-B-E-R-V-U-E TV. We're on Amazon, um, Apple TV, Roku, and also YouTube for the time being. And we're expanding even more. So at this time, um, please check us out and check all the other content out. We have special series that's specifically designed for the barber culture. It's the TV network designed for barber culture. And we want to highlight the stories behind the chair. Instagram has a lot of cuts and cuts and cuts. I want to know who's behind those cuts. And that was one of the specific things that we're featuring on our TV network. So shouts out for Tyreek. He allowed me to shoot his... um, his uh, into his life, um, the the school, even his barbershop. And uh, it was just an amazing look behind the lens. And a lot of people haven't seen that before. And I get a lot of people still asking questions about it and very amazed at what goes into it because I think we make it look easy, right? Mm. Um, and a lot of people, they, they don't understand what it takes um, to um, do what he does on a level. And I just wanted to personally fly in at three in the morning and drive three to two hours down and evade all those cops that's on the road right now. Yo, the cops are crazy right now. Just to come in and, and um, personally um, give him uh, his, his flowers while he's here. I think an email or a text was not sufficient enough. Mm-hmm. And me showing myself personally here was the best way to do it. So thank awesome. you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, I got you, brother. I appreciate you. And also, can, can I tell them about yeah, that? Go ahead. Go ahead do awesome. So, uh, Barberview TV is all about those who are making an impact. I, w- I want everyone to be crystal clear about what I'm about to say here. People, I travel all over the world. 45 different countries are locked in. 200,000 people are locked in a Barberview TV all over the world. Um, and at this moment, um, Tyreek just, I, I think he has an amazing gift of, of teaching, um, really framing things the way he needs to frame it and his Tyreek Talk Tuesdays is even I watch it almost every Tuesday when I'm not on the plane but even when I'm on the plane I try to connect just to be like yo I'm here just to show support and so I felt that it was right that it shouldn't end with just uh, IG alive I think that we should be able to hear those messages life messages professional messages industry messages any time in the world so now Partnering with Barberview TV and Mr. Tyreek Jackson, um, he's coming onto our network. Mm-hmm. We're going to be simulcasting the Tyreek Talk Tuesday, so it could be on all the, the platforms as well that we that we're broadcasting our TV network on, and also on podcasts. So if you search for Tyreek Talk Tuesdays right now on Apple Podcasts, you'll see this beautiful picture of him right there. Oh. Avoid that message. That was some stock stuff <laughs> right there. And it's good because, and please support it, subscribe, download, listen. You can never, um, you, you can never have, have enough information to keep downloading until your brain white have you downtime. And it's always there for you. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tuned In, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Tyreek's going to be there haunting you <laughs> at every step of the way. I, I just wanted to share that Thank with you. you. So Thanks I so much. It. Thank and you. I appreciate the opportunity too. I, I think it's good that when people say they're going to do something, your word, what my dad always says, there's two things you never want to let go bad. Your credit and your word. Mm. <laughs> um, and I've always been a man of my word to make sure that I'm doing my part because if I'm not doing my part, then it's just an empty promise. Mm. So I just want to make sure that I keep, um, I appreciate our relationship. Yeah. 
and um, we have so much, so much more to do. So much more to do. So, so wait, wait, for, wait for wait for uh, part two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, did, did I tell you about middle no, school? No, no, we're. we're I'm after school. After school, okay. We'll, after, talk, we'll, we'll talk, talk more about that. We'll talk about it later. So I stay tuned for after school, guys. Um, but thank you so much, Mario. It's an yeah. honor. Um, really, you know, trying to gather myself. And, and I'm just living in my purpose and trying to do what I do. But he said that it, it, sometimes people look at what I do and they think that it's easy. Uh, I couldn't do that without the help of Chris and Itamar and Dan and uh, Steph and the, the facilitation that, that takes place here at the school. So, so I definitely appreciate all these guys and all the students. Um, without the students that we have in our institution, we wouldn't be able to do what it is that we do every single day. So for those of you who were on the documentary, uh, thank you for just being a part of that and just sharing that journey and your experience here at Premier. We got more coming up. So he had mentioned after school. So I'm excited about that. But yes, big announcements. I didn't know all that was going to be taking place with that today. I was just honored that he came, flew in just to present that today. So it's just been an honor. He's always stuck to his word. And there's so much going on. So we're going to continue with today's live as, before I get all choked up and, and get all emotional. Because <laughs> I'm known to get emotional. So, uh, but I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mario. Um, make sure you tune in to Barber View TV. Now, last week, uh, I talked a little bit about MLK and do you still dream? Or did you forget how to dream? And I mentioned a little bit about how it's important because life will beat you up and you will forget some of those dreams that you had. You will forget some of those aspirations. I, I mentioned that a lot of people who start this industry um, kind of feel like their, their, their family, their friends, the people that they love the most will discourage them in pursuing their dream. It'll be the closest people telling you like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? We had a student yesterday mentioned that he was working in a shop and an OG barber said to him, why would you choose this profession is an OG barber. He said, why would you choose this? This profession is more like for people with a second chance at life. And when I hear things like that, it's very disheartening because that's an old mentality, right? And, and I'm not saying, listen, the fact that our industry gives an opportunity for people to have a second chance at life because of maybe some poor decisions that they made in the past is only one thing that this profession Offers, And I think that's why Barberview TV exists. Um, Mario is a shop owner. He's like, I want to do more for our industry than just own a barbershop in Colorado. He's traveled all over the world. These awards that we receive are from all over the world. I, I wish you would have named some of the places, but from Dubai to Connecticut to, to Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. So London. just Dublin, London, all over these uh, awards for this best documentary. So so just honored to, to be a part of the journey and share that this profession is more than just an opportunity for you to get a second chance at life. You know, life will beat you up. You need a coach. You need someone to help guide that process, to hold you accountable to the things that you do. So what you choose effing matters. It matters. It matters. I put it that way because we're going to talk about some choices today. Um, how do you choose? The shop that you choose is extremely important. The education that you choose is extremely important. Finding the right people to speak into your life is extremely important. You may not always agree with everything everybody says, and we're in an industry where right now, because of social media and the platform, people can get up and say whatever they want and have an opinion. And then it creates tension between people if you don't agree. But so choosing who you listen to, choosing the education, choosing the people that you allow to speak into your life, is important. How do you choose? 
It really depends on where it is that you want to go. I will tell you, don't just listen to people who have high numbers and can say some cool things. Look at their resume. Look at the proof. The proof is in the pudding. What is it that you actually have accomplished? Why should I be following you and what it is that you do? Are you proven? Do, have you done the things that I'm trying to do so you can give me a real understanding of what it takes to do it? Or are you just somebody who's on social media is very popular and got some cool stuff to say, but you don't have anything. And when I say have anything, they, they have stuff, but you don't have what it is I'm trying to obtain. I believe that going live on Tyreek Talk Tuesday, I, I don't want to say this is a bold statement. I believe that going live on Tyreek Talk Tuesday, I believe that showing what we're doing at Premier Barber Institute has made it cool for school. Schools is like a new trend. You see it now. Everyone wants to open up a barber school. And I believe that what we have done here at Premier Barber Institute and showcasing that before Barber View TV, it's how we got Barber View TV, has made it cool to be like, you know, I think I want to be a school owner too. Tyreek is making it look cool. It's very difficult. So how do you choose what it is that you want? So I want to talk a little bit about choices because it's important. Every decision matters. What you choose actually matters. It matters. And if you don't take the time to think about the choices that you're making for your personal, your business, your spiritual life, your relational experiences, it matters. You will find yourself in a situation with somebody that you don't desire, in a business that you don't desire. You get discouraged with all the work that you've put in. You'll buy a car that you hate. Like, why did I buy this car? I was just talking about this earlier today. One of my clients bought a McLaren. He said, I put 40000 down. I was paying 3000 a month. Loved it. I was my dream car. Worst decision ever. Sold it, got all my money back, broke even. He was miserable with it. I didn't get to drive it. I enjoyed it for several months. Didn't get to really enjoy it because I only drove it once every other week. Waste of money. I remember my dad went, when he first bought a car, he's, he had a car, he had a, 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 an Eclipse, and he wanted to get another car. It was a new car. He said, I need a new car. I work hard, I need a new car. And I said, Dad, you probably don't need that car. You don't need that one. He bought the car, and he was happy. He was excited about it. Kept it clean every single day, washed it all the time. And about two months later, he was upset after them payments started coming up. A year later, he wanted to get rid of the car. And he came to me and said, man, I'm about sick of this car. And I said, he said, don't even say nothing. Because I told him he didn't need it in the first place. What you choose and how you choose is extremely important. So I do want to talk a little bit about our industry and how it is what we choose and what we do, especially for new, new barbers, new students, and to encourage a few people that have already made some choices. What can you do about some of the choices that you've made? I think for students coming out of school and shop owners that are hiring people, one of the biggest decisions is where am I going to work? What is it I'm going to do and how am I going to position myself in the right location? What is that shop? I remember talking to one of our students and they were saying, I don't really want to work around here. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Where you're located, it makes a lot of sense. I want to step out. I want to be in, a, in an area where I know that I have the opportunity to grow. And it makes sense. They're already beginning to think about where it is that they want to go. You need to make the right decision on what that is because it can make or break this journey for you. I was a person fresh out of school that was cleaning the windows 
Uh, before I went to school, I was cleaning the windows at the barbershop, so I knew where I was going to work. I already had the rapport. I built the reputation there. I, I had the relationship with the client, and it was only several shops in town, so I knew where I was going to work. And I committed my life to that shop. I committed my life to working in that shop. It was important to honor the person that gave me an opportunity. So I've stuck to that shop and I stayed there for eight years. I'm not saying you got to stay there for eight years. But what I developed in eight years was clients. Eight years of clients, back to back, committed, loyal clients. And so I ask you, when you're ready to open up a barbershop, what's more important? Having capital or having clients around the room? What? Why are clients important? Because they will follow you. But if you got a bunch of money and you don't have no clients and you're investing in a business, you have to go what? Get the clients. And if you haven't established a relationship or rapport with people and you don't have a clientele base, chances are you're going to be wasting your money. You may have the most beautiful facade of a business. You might have all the systems in place. I get it all the time as a school owner. There's a spot around the corner called Sharky's. They're like, we are a kid's barbershop and we need people. They spent tens of thousands of dollars putting a shop together to provide service for children. It's great looking. They ain't got no barbers. They spent all this money and didn't really do all the research. So they came to the school like, you guys got barbers. I know we do, but you got to wait till some of them graduate. Some of them don't want to work in that spot. You got no clients. You spent tens of thousands of dollars on the business with no clients. Our students are graduating from the program. They don't have any clients. So where do you plant yourself as a new barber going into a business? You have to make a decision, and sometimes those decisions are very, very difficult. I'm going to put this little gem that I put up here. I kind of made this this morning, so hopefully you can follow along with me. So you have to decide where you're going to make your home as a business. And in doing so, am I going to be able to make money? With that being said, am I going to choose a percentage or commission-based Barbershop, or am I going to go to a salon or barbershop booth rental that they have an agreement where I can work as a barber with booth rental? And this is a decision that a lot of people have to make every time they go to work at a shop. Do I want to do booth rent? Do I want to do percentage? And then you ask the question, which one is better? The answer is, is it, it doesn't effing matter. It doesn't effing matter. What you choose effing matters. And why would you choose it? You choose it because it works for your economy. What decision are you going to make is based on what it is that's going to work for you. Some people are like, nah, don't do a commission base because you, know, you can't make no money. You got to split 50% with the owner and all that. This is what they say. But that's a person who might have a bias against commission based shops. And then someone be like, nah, if you, do, if you do commission, you know, you get a W-2, you get a paycheck, you know, and, and, and you can file your taxes. It's easy. You got verifiable income. That's a person who has an experience at a commission shop and it worked great for them. And so they're going to speak to it. But it doesn't matter which one you choose, or which one is better. You only choose the one that effing matters to you. Which one matters most to me in my economy? What is it that I need in my travel? We had, we had a student. 
And I'm going to share this because it's important to understand. I'm going to give you some perspective on this. If you graduate from a school and you go to work at a shop and it's a booth rent shop, and let's just say the chair rent is $200, but you have no clients. And they say, well, we got walk-ins. And you come in and you work and you barely make the chair rent. You make the chair rent and $50. You get discouraged very quickly if you don't have stamina, intuitiveness, and an ability to market yourself. You will get discouraged. You're like, man, I've been here two, three weeks. Ain't nobody come in here. I done went to school for 10 months. And now you're discouraged because you can't make the rent. Or you're barely making it and it's not enough. You don't have clients. Now, you have the opportunity to take a shop that maybe does 50-50 percentage. And let's just say, in today's economy, I will say this. That if you're working at a barbershop that the haircuts are $25 and you're splitting 50-50 percentage with said shop, you could really be doing yourself a disservice because inflation is rare. Have you gotten a McDonald's meal lately? It's like $10 for a meal. You can make more than 10. If, you, if you're a new person coming out of school and it takes you an hour to do a haircut... For, for the majority of people coming out of school, you, you're not as proficient. It takes you an hour to fine-tune it, to get it right, to make it look good enough for you, right? So you're spending an hour, you're splitting $25 divided by two at a 50% per, 50% percentage. What's that, $12.50? That's, 12, that's $12.50. You're like, man, I can just go to Target and work. And you could, but you, you have to be patient with yourself. If you go to a shop that's a 50% commission, we're not going to get into all the math yet. But if, if you go to a shop that's 50% commission, did you put the building together? Did you put the chairs in there? Did you pay for the marketing? Are you providing the supplies and the tools? No, they're providing all that for you. They're going to give you insurance, especially if you get a W-2. They got to pay for unemployment. They got to pay for Medicare. They got to pay for Social Security, state and federal, local taxes. But you're mad that you got to get 50% of what you made to them. And they're covering all of that for you. Now, if you go to a 50%, let's just say 50-50% percentage-based barbershop, but you're booked every hour, eight hours a day, 40 haircuts a week, you're making more money than you was at the barbershop that you're paying $200 chair rent with no clients. So would you rather make some money Build a rapport in a clientele and then later on make a decision on where you want to go. If you're going to a shop, we had a shop that said it was 45, 55. Probably one of the worst percentages that I've seen. However, what if the haircuts are $50? And you're making enough money and they got high volume clientele. I remember at one point at my, my shop, both locations, we had about 320 walk-ins at one location with 10 chairs. And we had about 300 walk-ins at a barbershop with six chairs. So I had two locations and about 620 walk-ins a month. Now that sounds like a lot. And I'll tell you what, if you're coming out of school and you don't have no clientele, that's a, that is a easy way to sell the shop to a new person. Why would you want to work here? Well, we got 600 walk-ins between two locations. Would that be appealing to you as a new barber coming out with no clientele? Absolutely. Now, let's just say that all 10 of the barbers in the one shop, I gotta give you perspective. Let's say that all 10 of the barbers are all walk-in barbers only. You're talking how many days out of the month? Six days a week, 
four months, what's that? Four times six is 20, 24 days you're working, right? 300 divided by 24. What we got? 12 point what? 12 and a half per barber. No, you're dividing that between 10 people. That's not a lot of walk-ins. But when you look at it and say, okay, six of the barbers are appointment-based barbers only and four. Now you're dividing that 300 between four. 75 haircuts divided by between the four. Now, you, now it's a better, busier shot. These are, this is how you make a decision because the decision you make, what you choose, effing matters. Y'all, you know I don't be cursing, so I'm just being a little extra today. So, what you choose matters. So does it matter whether it's percentage or whether it's booth rent? It depends on your economy. Now, if you have clientele and you go to a shop and you go and work and they give you a spot to work, most people don't even know the rule of thumb. This is a rule of thumb that most people don't know. So, if you're working in a booth rent based shop, the rule of thumb is 10 haircuts go to the house. So if you have a $25 price point, $25 times 10 is $250 chair rent per week. If it's $30, $300, if it's $40, $400, if it's $50, $500. Now, if I'm trying to hire a barber and he's coming out and I say, or whether he's got clientele or not, and I say, yeah, in order to work here, booth rent, we're $50 haircut price point. Chair rent is going to be $500. That's 10 haircuts a week. They'd be like, man, I'm not working for you giving you no $500 to... Did you pay for any of this stuff? You need a place to work. You can go down the street where it's $150, where they smoke weed in the back, and they snort cocaine in the bathroom. Go ahead. And the music's loud, and the haircuts are $25. Go ahead. But you didn't pay for none of this stuff. You want to work in my establishment. Now, now if I say that to somebody, they feel like that's too much. Let me give you a 50% percentage. If you, if, how many clients do you think you actually need? If you got eight hours a day and you cut one hour per cut, it's going to be very difficult for you to have a book schedule with eight people per day without you building unless you go to a really, really busy shop. Okay. So, realistically, we had this conversation yesterday. What is, a, what is the realistic average of what you can do per day in a shop, Jordan? Uh, what were you saying yesterday? Yeah. Five. 4.55 4. people per day. That's a, that's a realistic idea of what, it would, of what it would take for you to survive. So, let's just say, what's the average price on here on this live? Give me an average price point for haircut. Average. I want you to use the go and you guys can let me know in here. What do you think the average price point for haircut? Thirty dollars. Thirty sounds like a pretty decent average price point for haircut. I think it should be a little bit more, but that might be a pretty decent average. I believe that the the, the average across the country is forty two dollars. The last time I checked is the average. So thirty dollars is still below average, but in this area, you're saying that it's about thirty dollars. You said you was at dinner and somebody was complaining over a twenty five dollar haircut, right? So it depends on the demographic that you choose to service. That's not a client that you want, right? So I believe that the, I, I believe the average. So we got forty, we got uh, forty, forty-five dollars. So yes, the average I believe is forty-two dollars across the country. So we're gonna do we're gonna stick with the forty-dollar price. Was that okay? We're gonna do forty dollars. 
So if you're cutting four people a day, let's just say four, four people a day at forty dollars. How much? One sixty per day times six days a week. Nine sixty. So nine sixty divided by two. So if I made nine sixty in a week, only cutting four people one hour per day, I still got four hours to go. I still got room for four more people every single day. But at the very minimum, I can make nine sixty a week cutting four people at forty dollars. If I have to split that fifty fifty percentage with a owner that is giving me a place to work and providing clientele to me, I'm going to be giving them how much? How much? 480. 480. I'm going to be giving them $480. Is that no different than $500 chair rent? It's the same thing. But I got more clients and I still got four hours a day to get somebody else. We're just, we're just trying to average it out. So I'm just giving you some idea. I hope that this is helping you today. Because what you choose effing matters. What you choose to do and where you decide to go actually matters. So, four people a day, $40 per haircut. I'm slow because I'm a new barber. I haven't established a clientele. I'm only cutting four people. I now have $960. Right? I divide that half. Now, what if I'm doing a $200 chair rent? Because that's the average people are charging, 200 Anywhere between 150 to 225 is what chair rent is. And I think that's very low. It's supposed to be 10 to the house. The rule of thumb is 10 to the house. So 200 is great if your haircuts are $20. But most haircuts aren't $20 anymore. So if I made 960 only doing four people at $40 for six days a week, they gave me 960 If I got to pay $2 or 200 chair rent to the barbershop, what do I got left? Seven, sixty. Now, but if you don't have a clientele, don't make sense to pay the chair rent. So you work for a year. You give yourself, hey, I'm going to work at this commission-based shop for a year, get my reps up, get my speed up. Now, what happens when you double that? Because now you're no longer cutting an hour per person. You're cutting two people per hour. Your 960 turns into times two turns into what? 1920. Can you survive off of 1920 a week? Even if you got to give 960 to the shop at a 50% commission, because now you went home with 960. Can you survive with 960? It's not That's not even gratuity. We're not even talking tip. We're talking about base price. And if you're working at a shop that the haircuts are $25, people don't like the tip. If you're working at a shop that's 40, 50 and up, you got better tippers. That's not the person you're having dinner with saying, $25, man, I ain't paying $25 for no cut. You don't want him. I don't want to cut your hair. Your choose, what you choose, effing matters. So should I go commission? Should I go booth rent? I don't know what you should choose. You got to choose what works best for you. Maybe it is booth rent. Maybe you work commission for a season, a year. Build your reps up. Get your speed. Build some rapport. Get some clientele. Build a name for yourself. Get a guaranteed money coming. All you need is four. You only need four. If you do more than four a day, fantastic. Then the goal is I got to get a new person every single day. The goal is to be booked. And when you get booked, then you can raise your prices. Supply and demand. 
It's important. What you choose, effing matters. We all want to make money, but see, people aren't breaking stuff down like this. They're just bashing commission or they're bashing booth rent. And I will tell you what, there are a lot of shop owners that do commission will tell booth renters, oh, you shouldn't do that. What do you, what do you mean? You shouldn't do that. You make, you're, you'd be making so much more money if you did percentage. Yeah, as an owner, I would make more money if I did percentage. But if that's the business model I chose to be a booth rent shop, that's my business. You ain't paying my bills. Why are you worried about what I'm doing? I'm not worried about what you're doing. In fact, I'm encouraging people to go to you if it makes sense for them. I'm not discouraging people to not do commission. I'm telling you to make a choice that effing matters for you. You got to be patient with yourself. Many of you getting out of school can get discouraged because I'm not making enough money. You probably went to the wrong location because you thought it was cool looking. Or because you thought that the shop was popping or, or, or they had an influencer barber that worked there. And you thought because you're working next to that influencer barber that that's going to be a game changer for you. It ain't. Unless that person is willing to invest in you. They're probably not. You have to be patient with yourself. It is disrespectful for you to think that you should be on the same level as somebody else who has accomplished more by putting the 10,000 hours or more into what it is that they chose to do with their life. You only put a month in, you put a week in, you put a solid year in, and you mad because you're not on the same level as somebody who put 10,000 hours in. Who's great, who's booked all day long every single day who's traveling on the weekends, who takes a week off, goes on vacation, and you mad because you want to be on a level, you try and keep up with the Joneses, then you get discouraged. You prematurely taking vacations because you want to look good, but you ain't invested the money, you don't have the report, you ain't built a clientele, and you're like, man, my money's messed up. Then you laid on boot rent the next time you come back. I wasn't here for like two weeks, you know what I'm saying? I was out, you know, balling with no money. You can't be on the same level as somebody who has put in the 10,000 hours or the years. Mario said it early, Tariq, what you do looks very easy. I've been doing this for 28 years. No, I'm sorry, 30 years I've been cutting. Cutting. Teaching since 98, from apprentice to working in shops to volunteering at schools to working in a school. And then there's levels to the education. There are levels to how someone teaches and their ability to teach. There are levels to this. You can't expect to be on a level of somebody who got 30 years of experience doing the thing that you're aspiring to be like. Be patient with yourself. That person has earned their stripes. You can't get it if you've only put a month into the process. A year, you get discouraged because everything's instant. You see it on social media and you think it's instant. I'm going to get this right away. Or you put a video out and you got 500 followers, but you got 15K views. You automatically got the big head thinking you popping. Then the next video you put out only got 2,000. Then the next video only got 300 and no comments. Then you're discouraged again. It's not. It's consistency. It doesn't stop with one post. I made it. 
You have to be consistent. Somebody, Mario mentioned the documentary. And I want to I want to give because Mario, you didn't see this. And I want to I want to I want to read this to you. Someone left me of a personal review in a DM and I was waiting to share this with you. So I'm going to share it with everybody in the, on the live real quick. And what they said is this documentary is a myriad, a myriad of facets beautifully woven together. You see all sides of the gem and all of the work it takes to start to end. Different POVs, a range of registers are, com- are compiled together to show raw, intricate, behind the scenes experience of the school and everything it's comprised of. The effort, the continuous dedication to evolve and recommit. It's all intentional movement. You don't think these decisions are calculated? You don't think that 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 what we ch- choose to do now Mario was a blessing. Mario sent me a direct message and said, "Hey, I'm doing some documentary on barbers. I would love to come to your school." And I would tell you what. I said, "You're welcome to come." Now, not knowing where he was at at the time, he was, "Hey, I'm in Alaska filming a Puerto Rican." I said, there's a Puerto Rican in Alaska? He said, yeah, Puerto Rican barber in Alaska. I said, that's interesting. He goes, yeah, yeah. When I'm done with this, I want to I wanna, I wanna come uh, film your school. I didn't know what that entailed. But I said, absolutely. You're welcome to come. Now, he, he's going to fly out on his own dime to come hang out with us. Sure. He didn't even film the first day. He came and walked around the school. We showed him the technology we had. We showed him what we were able to do. And he just watched. I made a choice. Say, hey, you want to be here? Great. What you choose, if it matters. He made a choice to commit to doing it. And as a result, we got 13 awards because someone made a choice to come to a school to document an experience and to share it with the world. Not only am I honored that he did that, I'm a loss for words. I didn't ask for it. It was a direct message. Sure, you want to come in? Show up. What you choose effing matters. You only need four people a day. You go to a shop and you might work on a Tuesday or Wednesday and nobody shows up all day long. You get one shape up. You got to be patient with yourself. Because on Friday and Saturday when it's busy, it's going to offset that week. All you need is four a day. So if you did eight on Saturday, you did eight on Friday, that took care of your your four that you needed on Tuesday and Wednesday. You only need an average of four people per day. Think about where you choose to go. and Then you have to market yourself. The haircut is only as good as the person who's willing to pay for it. It doesn't have to be a great haircut. It just has to be good enough. Just good enough. How many of you are walking around Target, Walmart, the grocery store, um, Dave and Buster's? Uh, I don't care where you go. And you're looking at people's heads. Who's not? I know you guys are all looking at people's heads. Right? Because you, you, you're cutting hair, so you're looking at everybody's head. Right? You're just looking at them. If you If you was an de- uh, oral hygienist, you're looking at everybody's teeth. If you pierce ears, you're looking at everybody's ears. But we're not doing that. We're looking at haircuts. You're looking at crooked lines, uneven blended fades, crooked tapers, right? This is what you're looking at. 
Faith going like this. And you're sitting in the line, check out, putting your food on the thing going, man, I'll hook him up. Them bad haircuts, they're getting paid for. Somebody pay for that. It don't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough. And most people, they just looking at this anyway. This is what they see. Right? Every time you brush your teeth, this is what you're looking at. The client, this is what they think everybody sees, what they see. The rest of this might be a little crooked, a little patchy, a little weight on it. The haircut's only as good as the person willing to pay for it. It doesn't have to be great. It just got to be good enough. You'll get better. You got to be patient with yourself. Stop comparing yourself to the person who's been in the shop five years with a solid book. They came in and was doing one shape up on a Wednesday too. Some of them had a part-time job, was working both jobs until the barbering thing popped off and then they quit their part-time job. You have to commit to it because what you choose effing matters. You don't go to school for X amount of years and then not do it. Let me ask you this. Matt, Mike, would you go to a dealership and buy a car and once you pay for the car, walk off the lot, get back on the bus and go home? No. Why not? Because I just bought a car. Because you just bought a car. Would that be foolish for you to leave that car there, get on the bus and go home? And then every day when you're going to work, hop back on that bus and drive past the dealership saying, that's my car. I bought that car right there, that white one right there, that's mine. Would you do that? Not at all. Why not? Because I bought a car. That would be foolish. foolish. So many people will come to school, work, get discouraged, and not put that license to practice. It's like buying a car and leaving it on the lot. You have to be patient with yourself. And when you get a new car, what do you do? You drive it. You take, you take it easy. You watch when you're parking. You make sure you ain't scuffing the rims against the curb. Right? Anybody do something in the car, you got to vacuum the, the, the mats out. You don't want nobody eating in the car for the first couple months, right? Because this is your car. You worked hard for it. You earned it. You want to take care of it. You have to be patient because guess what? Somebody's going to bump your car. You're going to scuff the, the rims. And at one point, somebody's going to spill the barbecue sauce from the, the, the nuggets on the back seat. It's going to happen. And after you fall out of love with the car, then it doesn't even matter. It happens all the time. It's delayed gratification. You buy something. You're so excited when you get it. Then like a couple weeks later, it's like, eh, what happened? I'm not as excited anymore. And this is what happens when people go into a shop. They were so excited. Man, I tell you what, students come in, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I always wanted to do, be a barber. And three months in, it's like, hey, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. You know, and then they have a good experience. And then what happens six, seven months in, is I can't wait to get out of here. And then guess what happens on graduation day? <laughs> I appreciate y'all. It was hard. <laughs> you remember when I ran out of gas money? <laughs> it's what happens and then you go looking for a shop you're excited now I'm excited I found me a shop I'm going to be working at and then it's slow then you feel discouraged again you go through these emotions that come you have to be patient with yourself
Because what you choose effing matters. It really, really matters. But I want to get to the money. We talked a little bit about money in the beginning, right? Getting the right percentage, making the decision on where you want to go. But let's talk about once you start making money, what you should do. So there is this thought, should I do cash payment or should I take credit cards? Now, I've talked about this over and over again. I'm going to share it again and I'm going to give you a different uh, insight on why it's important. So if you are servicing people and they have plastic and they're swiping, you want to offer that to them because they have it. It's a form of payment. It is a disservice to a client when they come into the barbershop and they go and they be like, how much is it? And they pull out a card and be like, oh, I don't take car payments. And they got to leave the barbershop to go across the street to the ATM to get some money out to come back to pay you. You just lost your tip. Because they just gave it to the ATM, the $3.50 charge. You just lost, at, at the very least, that. Now, if you have a card reader, you want to take payments. Here's another disservice. You don't take payments, but the barber next to you does. So he goes and he says, all right, yeah, I'll do it for you. Not only does he got to take the payment, he got to pay the processing fee for it. Then he got to give you the money. And now you sh- he got to short you. And you're like, damn. When you could have got that money plus the gratuity. It's a disservice for you not to provide a way or a form for people to make payment in the way that they want to make a payment. Now, with that comes a little bit of control and structure, and this is what I mean. If you go to Neiman Marcus, or you go to the mall, or you go to Macy's or Target, there is a card reader there. You can choose which card you want to use to pay. However, you can't choose the merchant that the Target or that store is receiving the money. You can't choose it. They got it. It's right there. It's in black. Swipe, press your little code or, you know, credit, whatever you decide to do. It's, it's there. You agreeing with me? Stop allowing your clients to tell you how they want to pay you and the way they want to pay you. Well, give me Cash App. Give me Apple Pay. Give me PayPal. Give me Square. Your money is so segmented, you're not really getting the benefits of streamlining that money to you. Because guess what all those stores are doing? All that money is getting streamlined to those companies and they make tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in a day because people are buying groceries and buying stuff all day long. And guess what? Because they're making so much money, they're able to get what is called a working capital loan. They're able to get money to get lending for their company because they're streamlining all that income. Now Now, the customer can choose to pay cash app with a cash app card. With a debit card, with a credit card, but you should be able to receive all that money from said company, whoever that person is, and bring it to your company. Now, if you're already, how many clients we say we need? Four clients, and it's $40 per haircut, we said $960. Okay, so we're gonna stick with that same number. We're just gonna keep it simple. You cut one hour a day, you got four clients per day. If you do that for six days a week, you made $960. That's the number we're going with. Okay. So if we're going with $960. With PayPal, and I'm only speaking to PayPal, it's what I choose as my merchant 
with PayPal, you need 200 transactions or $20,000 in revenue in order to be eligible for a working capital loan. You're already making the $960. Why wouldn't you take advantage of the money you're already making to make and get more money? Well, most people say, nah, I want cash, I want cash. That cash is not doing anything for you. Put it in your pocket, burns a hole, you you go spend it or whatever. But when it goes into the account, that money you have access to, but the bank receives it, you have earned it. And now there's a transaction allocated to every time somebody made a transaction, made a payment with you. And because they made a payment with you, you now have a database of how much money you've made in said time. So with 200 transactions divided by 960, how many weeks is that? Because 960 is one week. How many weeks is that? 0.20. What's that? 0.20. So I want to do, what's that? Probably 20 weeks. 20 weeks is what I'm looking for. So how many weeks? 20 weeks. So it takes you 20 weeks for 200 transactions. Because that's 40 transactions. Don't forget, we still got four hours in each day. We're only talking four. One hour a day, one, one hour per person, four people, 960. It'd take me 20 weeks to get 20K. You're now eligible for a working capital loan. They'll give you 30% of that working capital loan. Or let's say 20K. So you divide 20K from $960. How many? 20.8. So it takes a little over 20 weeks in order to get a working capital loan through PayPal. You're already making the money. We're not talking gratuity. We're not even talking about cash sales. We're talking about trying to get as many charges as you possibly can so you can be eligible for working capital loan. Let me show you what, because I'm telling you all this stuff, but let me show you what I'm talking about. So I'm going to be very transparent and I'm going to show you what I did in 2022 and up to date. So let's take a look at what I have. Come on. It's not showing me. Oh, here it is. Okay, good. So I'm going to show you just in PayPal alone. So this month alone, already, $5,170 in PayPal. The previous year, right underneath it, if you take a look at it, it says $4,791. I'm already trending more than what I made last year the same amount of time in one month, in a couple weeks. I'm already trending more, right? Let me show you another one. If If you're still looking. So, year, one year, so it's only showing me this year in 2023, I'm still at the 5,016. But last year, I made 77,000, $77,000. But the average transaction, I don't know if you can see it at the bottom, so I'm going to zoom this in and I'm going to give you a better idea of what this looks like. So let's take a look at this real quick so so that way I can really break this down for you. Year to date, I made 77,000. $58.03 in 2022. I will tell you that that's down from the year before. The year before, it was at $100,000. But I want you to see what the average, what the average sale increment was. In 2023, the average order value per transaction, the average, is $15. In 2022, it was $13. So I made $77,000. 
$1,000 with a $13 average value. And how many, how many uh, services was that? Uh, 5,370 of them. Transactions. You're already going to make, how many did we say between the 970 and 22 weeks? That will get you up to making $20,000. So as a new barber, as a new barber, lash tech, makeup artist, all you need is 200 transactions. All you, and listen, that makeup be like $80 a pop on the low end. It'd be $185 on the, on the decent end. And on the high end, a little over $200. All you need is less, but you only need 200 transactions or $20,000. But we're just, we're just sticking with the four clients a day. $40 per service. You can make $20,000. How many weeks is that? 22. So that's less than a year. That's five and a half months. Five and a half months, you can make 20K. That's, you still got four hours a day to cut somebody else. Is it hard to get four clients a day? You can get four clients a day. And if you can't get four clients a day, you're doing a poor job at marketing yourself, which is why I've been telling you to market yourself. Film it, show it people, let people. And here's what you do. You get the working capital loan. So $6,000 is what you'll be offered. 30% of the 20,000 will be $6,000. What do I do with $6,000, Tariq? I'm a new barber. You buy a better phone with better memory and better video, uh, video quality so you can take better photos. Right? You buy the watch so that while you're cutting, you can turn your camera on and hit the button so it can record you while you're cutting. That's what I do. Boop. Hit the record button. I don't have a little midget running around taking pictures of me. I put the phone down over here. I stand. I get my little pose, hit my watch, and freeze frame it. I'm using my watch to capture content. When I'm cutting hair and there's a great conversation, it happens at the school. I walk past somebody downstairs, they're like, Tariq, can you help me real quick? I'm like, yep. I put my camera to the side, press record, I'm like, go ahead. And they ask me a question. And I go ahead and I respond to that question. All I'm doing is capturing what it is that I do, because I got a good quality phone, got good video on it, and I got great memory. So you take the $6,000, and at the very least, you get a better quality phone that can do all the stuff you want to do. The next thing you do is you put some of that money into marketing yourself through boost ads on Facebook and Instagram. Pay for promotion. It's not, it, it, you got to pay to play now. It's not free. At one point, Instagram was killing you with views. and Go on TikTok, post it, take it from TikTok, put it on Instagram, put it on as many platforms as you possibly can, and market yourself. You take that $6,000, you do $25 a week, $50 a week, whatever your budget is, and if you get two new clients off of that $50 a week, you made all your money back and then some because that client should be coming back again. And it's not because the haircut is great. It's because the haircut is good enough. What makes it great is not how amazing the line or how clean the fade is. It's because clients are watching you disinfect your hands and you're creating an experience. And if you put some of the antiseptic, I'm not talking about some rubbing alcohol and some cheap 70% alcohol, because that's terrible. That's a disservice to your client. I'm talking about some real smell good stuff. You spray it on your hands before the service. Every time you touch somebody's face, they can smell that. You're giving an experience. Every time you lay this chair back and lay it back, it's an experience. And I'll tell you what happens every time you lay your chair back. The other barbers in the shop who don't lay their chair back, their clients are like, yo, why he lay that boy back? You won't be laying me back. And then that, their barber's going to say that, you know, he'd be extra. He'd be doing all, he'd be extra. He'd be having the phone. He'd be recording himself. 
I just be doing too much all the time. Okay. But your client just said, why ain't you laying me back? Because I'm extra. No, I'm providing a service. That's what gets people coming back. I've seen bad haircuts everywhere I go. In the mall, at the store, at the grocery store, getting lunch. It's an opportunity to market yourself. But you don't market yourself by telling them they got a bad haircut. You just tell them you would like to cut their hair. You got to compliment someone first. Bro, you got really nice hair. Thanks, man. I would love to cut your hair. Oh, I already got a barber. That's cool. Here's my card. If your barber goes on vacation or he's unreliable, come check me out. I'm reliable. Check my Google reviews. If you got five cousins, you got five reviews. You got 10 friends, you got 10 reviews. You got 15 reviews. If you work at a barbershop that's owned by somebody else, they should be leaving a review at that barbershop and putting your name in the review. Josh is the greatest. Will's always on time. Sauce by Poppy don't play no games. Every time I leave, my beard is always crispy. Never always reliable. Whatever it is that they're leaving, they should be leaving a review at the business with your name in it. That's marketing. Then you push that marketing. You take a screenshot of that Google review. You add it to your photo on Instagram. You post it. Then you pay a boosted ad so that your clients and new people can see it. Because that's what you're doing. You're paying for promotion. You're taking a Google ad that somebody lit. You put that over of a picture. It don't even got to be the same person. You just put the Google ad over the photograph, post it on Instagram, boost it on Instagram. And I will tell you what about Instagram. This is why I said you need to get a good quality phone. If the quality of the video or the image is low resolution, Instagram won't boost it. Which means you got to have a better quality photo or video. How do you get a better quality photo or video? With a better phone. Or you get a DSLR. You can take the money and reinvest it back into your business. Now, you, you choose the percentage to pay that loan back. It's not like traditional banking. It's not like you go get a loan and you got to pay a monthly payment. Every time you get a transaction, it pays on your loan. It pays for it. So you don't really see it. The clients are paying for it. You're still making the money, but you may lose some money unless you raise your prices. Raising your prices is important. And how do you raise your prices? Is the key. I will give this to you. I love Ivan Zoot's 80% rule. If you're 80% capacity, filled at 80% capacity for three months straight, you can raise your prices by 10%. So if you're $30, if th- let's say you're $35, you're not going to raise it $350, you're just going to make it $35. Or you're going to make it $40. Now you're going to add the $5 and make it $40. And what happens is you'll be mad that you didn't raise your prices before because everybody stayed, nobody left. If you're at 80% capacity in another three months, you can raise your prices some more. 10%, add another $5. Put it on top of it. And if people don't leave, then you should have been raising your prices. Once you get to a point that people start leaving, you open a space, you're no longer at 80% capacity. And because you're no longer at 80% capacity, what you then do is you stay there. Now, new people who are coming to your business That's the set price. They don't know that you was cheaper a month ago, three months ago, six months ago. That's the only price that they know. And they'll be willing to sit in your chair at that price point 
because you've already built the reputation, you've been marketing yourself, you have the value, you've created the value already, and they're not going to complain about your price. These are new customers. They don't know you. They're going to pay the price, and they're going to get the experience that you've given everybody else. So they're not even going to be concerned with who was paying less before. If the experience is better than the experience, not the haircut, the experience is better than what they receive somewhere else. Now, haircut does matter, but only if you put yourself in a place that the haircut matters. What you choose effing matters. I guarantee you this. Some of you haven't even met the threshold of the beginning of your greatness because you quit too soon or because you hold this unrealistic expectation of where you should be within six months, where you should be within a year. Be patient with yourself. You haven't met the threshold of the beginning of your own personal greatness. Be patient with yourself. You don't have the 10,000 hours in. You don't have the years of time in. And some of you feel like I don't have the time to waste. So if you feel like you don't have the time to waste, then you need to be investing more time into what it is that you're doing instead of sitting around and doing nothing. Take your photos, do the pictures, curl the hair a little bit more, blow dry the hair a little bit more. Become proficient in what it is that you're doing. It'll all click. The puzzle pieces will all find themselves. What you choose effing matters. Who you choose to be around, where you choose to work, and what you're deciding to do with how you make money. All this stuff matters. And if I'm already making money, why not take advantage of a working capital loan? I will, I will show you real quick what I did with the 77000 last year. I went and got a working capital loan. Here's the working capital loan, $25,000.75. Or $25,075.30, rather. I've already paid off 86% of the loan. Here's how the loan works, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out after this. Here's how the loan works. You choose the loan, and you choose how you pay back the loan. Here are the rules. Oh, that's not the one. That is not the one. Let me get a different one. I'm sorry. Because I want you to see how this works. Here are the rules. Loan details. The initial loan amount was $25,500. The loan fee, I bought it at $3,494. Would you pay $3,494 for $25,000? No interest on top of that? You just... three. If I give you $3,000, you're going to give me $25,000 so I can use and reinvest back in my business? Is that a no-brainer? And why are they giving it to you? Because you already made money with them. So they're going to give it to you. They're going to, go, they're going to give it to you because you've already made consistent money with them. I made $77,000 with them. They're like, here, $25,000 loan, take it. I said, sure, I don't mind if I do. Boom. When you close that up in 30 seconds, bam, $25,000 is in your account. Actually, it was $28,000 and something because, I'm sorry, it was $29,000 because of the payment that I paid, the $3,400 goes on top of it. So they gave me the $29,000. I, I borrowed the $25,500. They gave me, I had to pay $3,000, so I ended up paying uh, $29,000 is what they gave me. And then you just pay the loan off. And when you pay the loan off, when you pay it off, in 48 hours, you can apply for another loan. Why wouldn't you let the money that you're making help you utilize more money, give you more access to money? And what you don't want to do is take that money and go get some tattoos, some shoes, and weed. It's a thing we got going on around here. 
barbers with tattoos, shoes, and weed. Dan came up with that. We had a whole three-week discussion on it. That's not where you want to reinvest your money because when you're on the side of the road and you got a flat tire, Dan says this all the time. When you're on the side of the road and you got a flat tire and you're looking up the sky saying, God, why? You should be looking down at your feet and saying, why did I buy these shoes? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this was impactful. I hope that it made sense to you. I hope that you will begin to think about what choices you're going to make because what you choose effing matters. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, serve your needs by serving needs of others. I hope I served your needs today. Have an amazing, amazing week. And I will see you guys next Tuesday on Tariq Talk Tuesday. Thank you.